This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Today's going to be a fun morning. We thought we'd mix it up a little bit. And on this Father's Day, one thing I love about our church is we're a generational church. It's amazing that we're not a young adult church, we're not a teenager church, we're not a young married church, we're not a young family church, we're not an older, we're a multi-generational church. And with that comes so much wisdom. And we thought today, on this Father's Day, is that we would pull some wisdom out of some of the men and fathers in our church so we can laugh, hopefully laugh together, but also learn together to encourage you, but also pull some nuggets out of truth that would help you. I know in my life, the greatest influence has always been the generations above me and the brothers around me. And today, we thought we'd do the same thing. So today, uh, I have the privilege of welcoming some of men. These, these men uh, are also the board of our church, so we thought it'd be a great chance for you to get to know this from the board of our church. So come on out, gentlemen. All of us, come on. A round of applause for our panel today. Half of them are nervous and half of them are excited. And some of them are like Liam and they can't wait to be on stage and others probably aren't as much. So um, starting from my far, we have Phil Zink, who is a father and a grandfather. Uh, you have Anthony, the coach Murphy, who is a father. Uh, you have Matt Pizant, um, who is the father of three um, energetic young men. Uh, then we have Lyman Langell, who is also a grandfather and a father. And then we have Joel McClagan, who's a great grandfather. Uh, no, who is a father. So uh, today we're going to start. Um, we're going to jump right into this. Uh, but first of all, thank you guys. Thanks for jumping in on this. Uh, nervous, one to ten. How nervous are you? Ten being the most 12. nervous. You're what? Twelve. <laughs> Where are, my, where are my introverts on the panel? Introverts, raise your hands. All right. Lyman's like, not a chance. Okay. He wouldn't give us any heads up. No advance. No. Preparation. No None. No warning. So we're going to start these rapid fire. We're going to start with Joel, and each one of you are going to answer. We're going to go through these rapid fire, okay? Get to know you a little bit. What's your best physical feature? <laughs> like we don't know, Joel. Your abs. All right. Denial is more than a river in Egypt. Okay. Abs. All right. I smile. Smile. Yep. Uh, smile. Sorry. Can I steal that? <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, my, sh my shoulders, my wife says. <laughs> Phil? Eyes. Eyes. I was going to say your hair. Okay. I'm <laughs> when I dance, I look like... Uh, cool. <laughs> crazy man. Uh, you wouldn't know I was dancing. It's nothing. Yeah. No, I look so white when I dance. Like, <laughs> like I'm standing still. Joel, is your mic on? Test that thing. Test, test. It's nope. not. If we can get production. All right. Um, we're going to start the other way now. We'll come back this way. Phil, start with you. Um, where is the worst place to get stuck? The worst place to get stuck? Yeah. Worst place to get stuck would be at the top of the Bell Center as a Leafs fan watching the Hebs beat the Leafs. Okay. <laughs> Murphy. It happened. Uh, for me, it's, it's anywhere that's just a closed space. Like, get me out of there. <laughs> Yeah, back in the woods on a trail in the four-wheeler or something, that's not cool. Okay. In an elevator. In an elevator. Joel? Costco on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Preach. Preach. I expected one person to say on a stage on a Sunday morning. Okay. All right. Um, keep going. We'll start with you, Phil. On If you could get yourself anything you wanted, what would you buy? You know what would I buy? Wow, that's a tough question. I would buy. What would I buy? I'd buy myself a Long Islander boat. 
is, okay? It's a fishing boat, but it's a cool-looking fishing boat. <laughs> all fishing boats are cool, because all fishermen are cool. Um, what would I buy? Just, um, I like to go on a real cool family vacation. Okay, good answer. Vacation home, somewhere nice. A 1959 Apache GMC pickup truck <laughs> with patina finish and a six-cylinder and three on the tree. <laughs> I'd say he's thought about this one. A helicopter. Wow, okay. All right. Okay, all right. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? Ten being the most cool. Ten. Well, who's that? Well, in my books? Your books. Oh, yeah, like five. Five. I think most guys would think they're all a nine or a ten. If you ask my daughters, it's probably a... Handsome five. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a four on the cool side. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, again, like with my anxiety, it's a solid 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll fit in the middle. They'll say a five and a half just to be a little confident. I'm a confident introvert. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm not answering these myself. All right. Uh, What's on your bucket list? Real quick, what's on your bucket list? Um, take the family to Scotland. Oh, very nice. I'd like to take all my kids to a family vacation where I can actually lie down and do nothing. <laughs> Normally, I'm the goat or the donkey that carries all the bags and does all the things. That's why you want that pickup truck. All right. That's right. It'd be travel. There'd be a lot of destinations I'd like to go. Okay. Um, any sporting event, like the World Cup with the championship on the line? Very nice. Surprise. Yeah, being in the, uh, the Maple Leafs uh, winning the Sandwich Cup winning parade. Um, being in the parade. So hell freezing over. Got it. Okay. In the, in the parade. He wants to throw the baton in the front. <laughs> All right. Who do you, start with you, Joel, who do you admire most? Who do you admire most? Holy. Wow. Or, um, or up there. Take the pressure off. Who, who, who's someone you admire? You know, this is going to sound really weird, but the guy to my left, Lyman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh. Extra points. See, that's not fair because is <laughs> the same thing. I, I was like, okay, well, you know, my dad and, and, and Lyman, I think, has been a mentor to every guy on this stage. But then you look around, it's like I admire all these guys up on stage because, um, you know, we lean on each other um, through the good so, times and the bad. Oh, okay. Well, that was a one-up, wasn't it? That was... Next question. Next question. Who, who on this team, who on this panel is a suck-up? Okay, no, okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's, go, let's go through rapid fire a couple of these real quick. Your favorite sports team, Joel? Ah, pains me. Montreal Canadiens. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. That'd be the Patriots. Patriots. I'd, Sorry, I know that's your friend. Oh. I'd still go for the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Okay. Any Boston sports team? Oh, okay. you already heard mine, but it's Leafs yours forever. Is, I thought yours was the Eagles. Okay. Oh, the Eagles for football. You said sports. Okay. Leafs rule over everything. All right, here we go, Joel. This is gonna. I think I know the answer. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Mm, Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe no. Not very. Not very long. Give me a minute, Lyman. Okay, take about uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. It's his hair. <laughs> Matt? Yeah, 15. Murphy? Uh, this morning I woke up, 
uh, <laughs> 6.35, played two games of Clash Royale, got in the shower, got dressed, and was able to pick up Joel at 7 o'clock. So wow. Like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 15. 20. All right. I, we don't need to go there. I'm asking the questions. Let me answer that one. This takes a lot... Takes a 45, lot 35 for the hair. This takes a lot of work right here. Okay. Um, what are you most afraid of? What are you afraid of? Uh, snakes. Yeah, me too. Okay. You know, we, we were asked this question the other night. Um, and I said, sometimes when I'm out in the boat, looking over the side, it freaks me right out. After I seeing Jaws, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Matt? Uh, trapped in confined space. <laughs> Or on stage. <laughs> For me, it's a uh, toss-up between rats and uh, failure. <laughs> it's awful because I'm thinking, how can I make all these happen for these guys? Okay, go He's ahead. He's got the best answers. Yeah, you really do. Phil, what are you most afraid of? So I'm not afraid of heights, but if I'm at heights with one of my grandkids, yeah, I get pretty anxious. Okay. All right, last one of the rapid fire. What are one or two words your kids would use to describe you? One or two words your kids would use to describe you, Joel. Well, physically, it'd be dad bod, I would say. Dad bod? That's a big word. Kind? Kind. We'll go with kind. Kind. Old fashioned? Overzealous. Okay. Intense. I'll use my cheat notes from the boys this morning. I'm a, amazing. Notes. Play baseball. They, they gave them Father's Day cards. Yeah, yeah. Being the best. And I appreciate that. Take care of me. That's totally your mother. That's not me. But. Hang, hang on. Did anyone else get a Father's Day card from that? Andy got three, Andy got three chocolate bars. I did. I did. <laughs> Murphy, how would your kids describe you? No. Uh, probably uh, available and uh, <laughs> smart, wise. <laughs> I don't know if they would. Probably okay. confident. Zach's shaking his head no. Phil, well, how would... when, do I, when am I not available? This is not a discussion okay. with the panel. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're schooling okay. right here. Phil, Phil, how would your two girls describe you? Well, awesome, of course. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and intentional. Awesome and intentional. Awesome. My kids would say cringy. Okay. Lame sauce and cringy. Okay. All right. All right. A little more serious now. You guys can jump in. Whoever wants to jump in on this one. Um... There's a lot of wisdom on this stage, and even um, Joel and Anthony alluded to Lyman, but I know all the guys on the stage. One thing I appreciate and I actually admire is you're all amazing dads. Now, the thing is, you might not say you're amazing dads, but I really think you are, and I think um, your families would as well, and I've learned a lot from you on the stage. Um, what's one part of parenting? Because different stages here. We have grown kids, we have young kids, we have teenagers um, on this stage represented. What's one part of parenting you are enjoying right now at this stage of life? What part of parenting are you enjoying right now at this stage of life? Well, I'm certainly enjoying grandparenting. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just an awesome thing to see my kids, my grandkids, understand your love language. Like my grandson, uh, Weston, for an example, has understood the power of a hug. And he understands, I taught him when he was younger that when he hugs me, he heals me. And so he'll see me and he'll run to me and he'll jump and hug me and hang on. And I have to tell you, it makes me cry almost every time because he believes he's healing me. Whatever may ail me, that will fix me. That's, that's one of the most pleasurable things. I also, also say though, just as I may interject, 
There's nothing you, like you mean keep going. I have a six month <laughs> I have a six month old jet. Now who believe that name, but he too and Stella, they're just incredible when they, they know how to love. Yeah. And love languages I, I, if you haven't read the book, The Five Love Languages, Here we go. read it, <laughs> know it. It's so good. Grandkids is God's, is God's reward for not killing your own. Okay. Uh, teenagers, um, I, I'll, you got teenagers. What are yeah. you enjoying about this stage? Uh, just a relationship. Like, um, I'll be honest. I'll be the first one to say, like, I didn't really like young kids. So if you're a dad <laughs> and you have a young child, like, it gets better. It's okay. Um, eventually, they start liking the things that you like. You can have a rational conversation. Like, stop it with the tantrums. Let's rationalize this. Your mom's not here. Let's figure out. Like, get to back when your mom's here. Um, but, you know, once they can, you know, sleep through the night, like, praise Jesus. Once they can <laughs> scale the steps and wipe their bum. After that, it, fatherhood is enjoyable. And right now, it's like, we have the same interest. It's like very cool when you're interested in something and your yeah. kids are also interested in something and you're hanging out and it's enjoyable, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, that's why you make yourself more available because it's fun now. Matt, you have the youngest kids uh, and Joel on the stage. Uh, what, what, Matt, what do you enjoy about this stage right now? I do like the, the independence but the fun. They, they want to go out and play. So we like to play baseball, play sports together. Um, and but that independence that they have, and you can see them kind of want to develop their own skills, but still play together. That's what's fun. I enjoy that. Um, Joel, I want to ski to start with this one. Who is the person who has most influenced you in life this far, so far? Wow! Holy, uh, that's a fastball. That one. Um, it's Amy. Yeah, it's Amy. Of course, it's Amy. <laughs> it's Amy. The answer. The answer is Jesus and your wife. Um, Influenced. I mean, uh, you know, maybe we'll get into it after, but um, the in one influenced early on was obviously my father, um, but there's a few that have filled the void since then. And um, I would say, honestly, Amy's been, a, you know, jokingly, but she's been an amazing influence on me. But, but really looking at, there was an, you know, I would point out, and there's been a ton. There's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But... You know, honestly, the guy to my left has, has answered a couple of texts that, uh, you know, and, and have been there. Um, and then there's a neighbor in Miramichi that comes to mind that was in a similar situation that I've been in. So there's been two that were at a later stage that I've kind of looked at, and they've helped me kind of walk through, uh, you know, because they've, done, they've gone through it. So, yeah. That's... Anyone else? Someone that comes to mind that has influenced you, maybe as a man, as a father, but someone that's influenced you the most? I mean, it's a, I think a lot of folks would say here their their dads, of course. Um, I look at my dad. He um, he came from. Uh, I say he's probably my most courageous guy I know because he came from a home where uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic and his brother was an alcoholic, and he had to work when he was ten years old. Never had a childhood, and he tried so hard to relate to my brother and I about being a boy and how to how to be a boy and how to have fun. Um, he, he left, despite the, the Christlessness in his home, he accepted Christ as a teenager, and he raised us all with intention to serve God. And he didn't do it all right, but to learn so much about, about him that despite what he had to grow up with, the decision he made, and how intentional he was, the intentional and the principal part of, of that is really from my dad. And um, it, just, it just influenced me so much as I'm, as I'm relating with Doretta and with the girls that, you know, if he can do that, if I can stand on his shoulders and do that and be a better man, then I'm doing all right. Mm. That was touching. Thank you. 
But held it into it. Didn't cry. Yeah, well, I, I know. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry too. But it really, I think, we'll all agree that it takes a community because you know, you you, you need advice. There's wisdom, um, you know, and, and counsel. So I don't think one one person can fully convince you. I, I I think they can give you a, a piece of what you're looking for. Um, but depending on what your own interests are, I think you need a community of you know like-minded individuals who are always willing to to pour in. Mm. Let me ask this question, Lemon. Maybe you can jump in with this one. Um, what is the best parenting advice you ever got? Best parenting advice you ever got? You remember getting that you thought um, this is going to been the most helpful? I think it's really important as a father. I mean, in my home, we had you know with four girls, and and thank God we had the opportunity for Sue to be home with the kids. I'd, you know, you walk in, you have four children, it's busy. It's a busy home. And I didn't want to bring more chaos into the storm. I wanted to sort of bring calm into the storm and help where I could. And, you know, the expression of just be present, uh, be there, be available, uh, you know, be the man, you know, be, be the guy that she needs to help out and to assist with the kids. Do what's necessary. Do it when it hurts. Do it when you're tired. Do it. Just do it. And I think that was the single greatest advice um, both I could share, but, you know, I had heard it said, just be present. Uh, your wife needs you present. She, your kids need you present. And um, I think that's the, the greatest piece of advice. The best advice I got was actually from your wife walking through a church one day. We had, Josh was only like a few months old, and she's like, it happens so quick, they grow so fast. Enjoy every stage. And I don't know why. But it actually stuck with me that day. She's like, enjoy, and I knew her kids growing up. And I can honestly say I've enjoyed every single stage. I haven't wished it could go quicker, and we don't actually wish it could go back and uh, to be present. Yeah. Anyone else, any advice that jumped out at you uh, maybe over the years that you thought yeah, would be Yeah, I, I mean, every time you talk to linemen, whether it's just like, I remember growing up just um, saying even hello turned into this deep, deep, <laughs> long conversation. And you left always feeling encouraged. And, um, you know, I just remember always telling me to, like, love my wife. <laughs> I'm the first one to cry. <laughs> but I'm a 12 in confidence, right? All right. Um, no, but it's the advice is remember the order. Like, love Jesus. Love your wife. <laughs> then it's your kid's. And when that order gets messed up, I'm like, that's when the home gets messed up. I, uh, I know a lot of this is caught, not taught. Um, I know most of the fathers, or knew most of the fathers on this panel. Um, tell us about your dad. Tell us about your dad. And I, I know this is a t-ball for you to tee this one up, but... They're all remarkable on the stage for a reason, but you impress at a whole nother level because of what could have been a setback, I believe, set you up as a dad with intentionality and focus. Tell us about your dad. Well, I guess I'm number two, Murph. <laughs> That's all right. I'm still crying. Just keep going. Uh, Leaking. Go ahead. No, I'm yeah, just, he, he I'm was, just he was, well, I Obviously, he was an amazing father. Um, you know, he was uh, found a balance, and that was one of the things. That the last question that I think 
uh, seeing a good dad, he finds balance. Um, I think you juggle a lot of balls and, and finding, you know, the areas of working hard, but, but being with your family and that. And I think that's the thing that I found with him is it found balance. Um, for all these who don't know, I lost uh, my father. He passed away in a car accident at uh, age 50. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how deep you want to get me to go here, but he was a huge, huge part of who I am today. And one of the things that uh, the vacuum when he is, was gone, um, uh, was that really it was the first time in my life that that safety net was gone, that feeling that he wasn't there to just if, you know, before then it was like everything's good, everything's fine, because worst case I'll just move back, <laughs> live with my parents, because Amy would love that. So I think for that, I really grew as an individual to be independent and to say, all right, I'm, I, have to, I have to step up here. Um, and one of the biggest areas, honestly, was the spiritual side. Um, you know, Amy and I went to church, but weren't really involved in church. And that was really one of the moments where it was like, okay, I have to smarten up. I stop playing games. I have to be a man now. At 28, that seems young, but it's... Interesting. It's interesting because I know your love for skiing came from your dad. I think even the industry you're in was through your dad. Um, I see a lot of things, um, and even pictures, you look like your dad. But one fascinating thing was you said, I remember being younger, and my dad was a part of a church plant. And it was one of the attractive things for you about being a part of a new church is you, it felt like it connected you, I think, to your dad. Um, what do you think your dad would think about your life right now? Uh, proud, I hope. Um, be a bit boastful. I think he would be proud. Um, obviously, the grandkid thing, he'd, he'd love that. He'd get to see Ben and Will. Um, but very proud. And probably, you're right, I think it mirrors, whether that's intentional or not, uh, he was part of a church plant that where there were six people in the basement. Thank God <laughs> that we didn't start with six people in the basement. Joel, but, we're, we're proud of you, buddy. Yeah, we we're proud of you. Thank you're doing an awesome job. Thank you, thank you. So um, we've all on the stage navigated some things and know some of your stories. What is the most challenging thing you navigate? Start with you, Matt. The most challenging thing you navigate, because it's a juggling act, right? Like it's, it's funny because it's compartmentalized and we're all gonna compartmentalize. There's, there's working, there's, there's, there's marriage, there's friendships, there's your own life and there's father. What's the most challenging thing you navigate as a father? What's the most challenging? Well, I was thinking about the last question, and one of the things my dad always was and is for me was patient, and he always had time. Um, and I knew that we were a priority for him. Um, and I was actually thinking, again, he's always one that will say, I love you and I'm proud of you, and that hasn't stopped yet. And I'm reminded how important that is because we get busy. And thinking of that next question, for me, uh, I'm, my dad is a family business, and, and of the four brothers, he was not the driver of the business side. He showed up and did his work, but, but his love was for his family. Um, and uh, so when I show up at work, I kind of want to be a driver and whatnot. And, and sometimes I think the balance of, of focusing on career, focusing on family, uh, focusing on church and all of those things can be a challenge. So I'm often reminded just to slow it down and, and try to make that time to be available um, and, uh, and be intentional with the kids uh, at home, uh, and to just be present when you're present. There's always time.
for other stuff, but to be there when you're there. For me, it's just dealing with selfishness. Um, like, I'm naturally a very selfish and self-centered individual. So that's why for I think me- that's, I think that's called men in yeah. general. So that's why it's so important with the order of operation, which is love Jesus, love your wife, love your kids. Like, it has to flow out of that. And- um, You cry twice now. And technically, I'm not. He hasn't stopped. Right he hasn't now. stopped yet. So. Technically, I'm not crying, but um, just dealing with selfishness because, as 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 a as like a as a husband and a father, like I don't want to do all the things. Like I don't want to tuck you in. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to take the garbage out. I don't want to. I don't want like all that stuff. So, it's it's constantly just reminding myself of where I fit and like my role within the family. It's like, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. Just constantly reminding yourself that it's not about you, right? It's not about you. Which is, you had a saying, there's a, there's a whole website in ministry called I Am Second. And the whole thing is people that had a revelation of Jesus, who he is, and they were celebrities and athletes and they were everything. And then they met Jesus and they said, he's first and I am second. And the website's called I Am Second. And you have this line you always say. And what is it you say? Oh, it's like, I'm sixth now. I think we have a dog too. I'm below that. Watch the dog. We got, you know. The whole thing is, it's not, I'm not even second. I'm actually, it goes yeah. God, my wife, my, you know, kids, the dog. And then. You know, it's like you go to work all day. You take orders from your boss. You come home. You're taking orders from everyone in your house. Like, can, for the next, like, that's why, like, I recharge being alone. Because for a moment of time with 20 minutes, it's like. Oh, I can actually make my own decision for the next 20 minutes. This is fantastic. Um, you know, and I'm being, I'm being light and it's funny, but it's, it's true. It's like, you know what, sometimes you just, you just need to like, uh, just, let's just breathe. And, you know, you're constantly, you know, reminded that, um, you know, it's not about me. And, you know, like you just said this morning, true leadership is when you realize like. No one you know, else no is coming. going to do this, but yeah. no, <laughs> no one else is coming. That was fantastic. Um, Phil, you're an empty nester. Your kids have moved out. Uh, and you're a grandfather um, to two young grandkids. What's the most navigating, what's the hardest thing you're navigating, most challenging at this stage of life? Parenting and grandparenting. Yeah, that's a good question. I've always, um, <clears throat> I've learned um, as my girls grew up, there's three stages, this is my, uh, my own philosophy, there's three stages in raising and, and having family relationship. You're, you're a coach, you're a counselor, and you're a cheerleader. In different stages of your kids' development. And so what I've learned is that there's not just three and then you stop. They cycle. As, as the kids are kids and teenagers to adults, all of a sudden I go from cheerleading as they're going through high school, cheerleading them to live a life that, that, that pleases God and helping with issues. All of a sudden you're coaching again because now they're young adults in a whole different stage of life. So you're, you're counseling, you're coaching, counseling, and cheerleading all the way through their life. Lay around to that now, um, grandchildren. And so Finding, finding my role, I've got an amazing daughter. I have two amazing daughters. I have an amazing daughter who's a mother and an amazing father to my, grand, my grandkids. And so I do what I can to support them, but it's finding, knowing where I fit in that cycle of coaching, counseling, cheerleading is one of the things I'm working on, and I've got some very gracious, uh, gracious daughter and a gracious son-in-law. Three Thank C's, buddy. Well done. Nice. I do. I like that. Three C's. See, I'm learning up here, too. Nice. Um, I know enough of you guys to know that you're all focused to a degree. Um, I would say you're very intentional. Is there one thing you do daily in your mind? Or you say, I do this every day as a dad, or you're trying to do every day 
Something, maybe it's a saying, maybe it's a nugget in your th- a mind of a truth. Something you say, every day I try to, um, to be a successful dad. Is there something, you, a go-to in your mind that you repeat, encourage yourself, and try to do? One simple thing I try to make sure I do every day is to make sure I give a hug. It's like physical contact because that's one way you know for sure you've connected. Um, So a hug is something I'll try to do every day. That's very good. I I would have to second that. Um, Not only do I love receiving hugs, I love giving them. And my kids are, they do enjoy hugs. Um, It's funny and I don't wish to... um, be uncomfortable here, but my kids, they don't have a problem even at this age coming and sitting on my lap if I'm in the rocking chair and give me a hug, and um, they just know me, you know, and it's a great expression of love, and, and you know, saying that you love them, it's, it's uh, and meaning it, it, I think it really impacts the kids, you know, it speaks well of who I am, who they are, and I want them to know. I mean, I think we all want our kids to know we love them. And I want to be fully involved and engaged in their lives. And my wife, I have to give credit to Sue, she's very much involved in the kids, but not too much. She knows the right balance of, they're looking for advice now. So they're looking for help and assistance and advice. And it's a great time. And it's a lot of fun to be able to just deposit a little bit, but only when they ask, you know? Don't do too much. Just when they ask, help them out. And uh, that, I would say that's a lot of fun now. And mine is just, um, I just keep telling myself, just show up. Like 90% of life is just showing up. Showing like up. showing up. Just show up. Wherever your feet are, just put your head there. <laughs> that's that's it. It's simple as that. Like when you're at work, just be at work. When you're at home, just be show at home. Up, yeah. And, you know, if you can manage that balance, you know, just show up. And that's good. Yeah, I think... Um, with Lyman, when you see when you see your kids, you hug them and tell them you love them. Um, my wife and I, we, we have a thing we do every morning before I go to work, and she's usually asleep, so she's hearing this in her sleep. But we pray together. Um, just it's not a big I say it's not a big deal. It is a big deal because um, we do it every morning. But we pray for our kids. We pray for Nova. We pray for, for folks. We pray for the Holy Spirit to be powerful in our lives. My daughters aren't. I'm an empty nester, so I can't do that with them every morning. So we do it with uh, my wife and I do that together. One of the, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, one of the things that's evolved is when I'm leaving the house, it's uh, a little game of I love you. And who can say the last I love you when the door shuts? So the kids are yelling from the kitchen. And I'm saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And so there's about 20 I love yous before the door shuts. So something that's just turned into fun that is kind of kind of neat. For me, one thing I, I, I have been intentional, I know we only have so many years of this, is I try to be the last voice my kids hear before they go to sleep. That's cool. That's good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, I love you, and I'm proud. I pray for them. I say, I love you, and I'm proud of you. And I say, Josh, what does proud of you mean? He goes, it means I make good choices. And I try to be the last voice because I know your, your mind can get tormented at night and regret of things you said or did. And I thought, if I could be the last voice. So okay, all right. All that, and, and same thing, like I, I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old, and they will not go to bed until we sing them the, the little goodnight jingle since they were kids. And like they get tucked in, like jingle in the prayer, no matter. It's like, ready to get tucked in. I'm like, ah, do we really get to sing you the jingle? Yeah, it's okay. We'll sing you the, you know, the, the goodnight jingle. But it's, it's those things that, you know, they're going to remember that way more than, you know, me paying their bills. 
This. Um, <laughs> I'd like this, to. Can I just say it? Yeah. I just want to do a shout out to my dad because one thing my dad did intentionally um, and often was to say, I love you. Like it was uncomfortable as a young man. I had three brothers, so it's kind of neat. I had three brothers, so there was four boys. We were the four boy family, the Langell family. I have four, four daughters. Well, my dad was intentional in saying, I love you. Even when we were in our 20s, my father would walk up to us peck us on the cheek and say, I love you, son. I love you. And, you know, so good. though it may have felt uncomfortable to me, I know, and I know, and I'm reminded often, if not every day, my father really did love me. He I loved can, me. I echo that with my dad. Yeah, he loved yeah. me. And um, so, so dads, say I love you to your boys and your daughters. Yeah, and, and give them money. And yeah. give them money. Yeah. Give them dad, money. if you're listening... And take the kids, right? Take the kids. Take just the kids for a and give bit. us money. Yeah. Um, last thing, I, I wish we had more time to do this, but I do want to try, try to keep this focused and precise, and you can jump in wherever you want on this. A lot of dads in this room, some would say, I think I'm doing okay. Some would say, I'm, I'm new to this. We have a lot of babies in the church. Others might say, I haven't done a great job, if I'm honest. One bit of advice, one, like one line, no matter where they are starting, older, maybe they feel like they've done well, or maybe they feel like they need to make up some time. If they could focus on one thing or one bit of advice, what would you give them? What would you say to them? Say, hey, just do, you can't do everything. Do this today. Somebody jump in. Uh, <clears throat> my grandfather gave me a little plaque in the morning. says, um, no one can go back and make a brand new uh, start, but you can start from here and make a brand new end. So I always say to Des, if you're, if you're having a hard time, you can always start today. There's always today. History is history today. You can make a brand new end. Bill, buddy, you got some bangers today, buddy. Well done. <laughs> My grandfather was a pretty wise guy. Wow. I, I've used this expression or the, this um, example to many, but, you know, if you haven't done a great job, if you're feeling down or get over it, write your children a letter. Seal it. Mail it to them. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be unusual. It's going to be intentional. It's going to be different. And speak your heart. And you know what? To guys, don't make it long. I'm always, you know, I babble a little bit. And I, I'm criticized for sometimes bit. saying too much. But I do know this. If you write it or print it with intention and you sign it, it will speak volumes to them. It will speak more than the words on the paper. Trust me on that. So get, get over the guilt and the shame. Write down what's in your heart. Ask for forgiveness and start afresh. In yeah. And, and you know what? God's, God's mercies are new every morning. Yeah. And that can be applied in all areas of your life. Like, I fail all the time. Just be quick to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Amen. Be quick. That's Just good. forget about it. Right? Like, we're all going to screw up. And, um, you know, it's just how quickly can you say sorry and just continue on. Yeah. I think uh, choosing whatever time you can afford every day, but make sure it's intentional. So... Put the phone away, put any distractions away, put whatever's on your mind away yeah. so that if it's 10 minutes or an hour, don't try to be super dad, but just commit to that time. Because you know, I've had those moments where you're frustrated that, you know, maybe the kids want to do something and you're, you're not present and that's when frustration sets in. Right. So if you can park it, and there's always time later to, to, you know, get back into whatever you need to park, get back into but just give yourself that time yeah. to focus. Yeah. Um, and like I say, if it's 10 minutes or, or an hour, but just 
clear it. Uh, first, for all the dads that are listening, we've all, uh, I've made all kinds of mistakes. So I may be up here and I'm talking and it may sound, oh, but I've made a ton of mistakes and wish we've wished time back. But um, left foot, right foot, um, keep moving. Uh, that's gotten me through some pretty, uh, pretty big days. Just keep moving. That's good. Today we're going to, as the worship team, thank you, Jim. Can we round of applause for our panel? Thank you, guys. They're going to make themselves available here in a minute as the worship team comes out. We just want to take a moment to, as we worship one song before we give away some A&W and stuff, is we do want to give a chance to pray for dads um, if you want prayer today. So in a moment, the worship team's going to worship, and some of these guys and some other men we've asked are going to pray. If you'd like prayer today as we worship, um, just come down to the front. Can I encourage you? Um, be the man you need to be today. And part of that is knowing we need divine help. And the last thing I will say, advice, to answer my own question, I just asked advice, is this. Is the greatest thing you'll ever do in life won't be a, something you build, but someone you raise. It won't be a business you build. It won't be a church you plant. It won't be a building you assemble. It'll be a life that you pour into. The best things in life aren't something you build. It's someone you raise. And I realize in life, the best memory in your life and the worst memory in your life have a face attached to it. Same with me. Today, we're determined to be the kind of men that when our kids think of us, they think they poured into my life. Not perfect, but they were present today. All of us, please, can we all stand to our feet today? Worship team is going to lead us. If you're a dad today, as the prayer team comes forward, some of these men from the panel are going to make themselves down here available. We have some other men here available for prayer. If you can come down the front here. Um, as we sing this song, just one song before we go. We're not going to prolong this today. We have some of the team, and I think some of the panel are going to come down and pray. Um, spread it over here, too. Maybe Travis, come on over here. Um, if you want prayer today, just say, you might not even have anything you want prayer for. Just say, would you just encourage me, pray for me? Well, I encourage you know that it takes a community to do this. And let us just encourage you today, give you another shot in the arm, whether you have kids, grown kids, or babies, or teenagers. And today as we go on this Father's Day, you would know you're not alone that we're cheering you on, and we believe that uh, the best is yet to come. Amen? So if you want prayer, the altar is open. Come on, worship team, lead us together, and let's pray.